Welcome to the International Association of Business Communicators Amina Region podcast. This is Monique Zipnik. And with all of the discussion around AI, Jasna and Anna and I thought we'd sit down and look about how it's impacting our public relations and communications agency in our region from Portugal to Slovenia. Jasna Suhadols is from Slovenia and is a seasoned digital marketing expert working with companies from all over the world. Her digital marketing agency is called Actuado and is a HubSpot Platinum Solutions partner. Jasna has a passion for new technologies and shares her knowledge as a guest professor, keynote speaker and workshop facilitator. She's been an IABC member for over two decades and serves the IABC Slovenia president and is a longtime member of the management board of IABC Amina and is currently a program advisory committee member for the IABC World Conference in Toronto. Our other guest all the way from Portugal is Ana Margarida Chimenez and is based on the other side of Europe. She's the president of Atreva in Portugal and they're a global communications consultancy with offices in countries such as Spain, Brussels, and all over the other side of the water, such as Brazil, Colombia, and Chile, just to name a few. Anna is the IABC Amina Past Chair and a member of the Country Chapter Lead for Portugal for the European Association of Communication Directors. Anna has a background in journalism and helps clients with crisis communication, reputation and change management. And honestly, the number of awards that both these women hold together and their positions and awards that their companies have won is incredibly so astounding that I won't even go into them. So please do check their LinkedIn profiles for more information. But anyway, there's a lot going on at the moment on the technology front, and I'm really excited to be speaking with you, Anna and Yasna, today to get your thoughts and also hear about what you're seeing on the ground with your agencies, um, what's happening with technology. So let's share notes. But before we delve in, um, maybe we just start with you, Yasna. Can you share a little bit more about your focus on comms? Like how did you get where you are and, and what are you most passionate about? Yes. So, um, hi, Monique. Hi, Anna. I'm so happy to be here and to talk to you again. Um, so, as you mentioned, I've been an IBC member for over two decades, which seems forever. And when I started, I actually started in digital PR and Shell Holtz, who I think a lot of people uh, who listen to this podcast might know, was actually one of the well, he was sort of responsible for, for my trajectory. And I started in digital PR and then sort of moved to content marketing space. But now, lately, in the last five to seven years, I've been focusing more on using technology for uh, digitalization of marketing and sales and service, so the whole business. And as you mentioned, my, my agency uh, called Actuado, previously uh, we virtual PR, we rebranded just because of the PR part <laughs> that didn't uh, make sense anymore. It was because we wanted to communicate more how we can activate and digitalize marketing and sales and service. Uh, so how technology can help communication. So Really, the AI uh, boom that's happening, especially in the last, what, six months, is really interesting for us. And I'm, I'm really happy that we're going to talk about more today. 
And Anna, would you like to also introduce a little bit more about yourself? I don't think I've done either of you justice. Thank you, Monique, and thank you, Yana, for being here and for sharing uh, my knowledge also with you. It's really a pleasure. I'm a former journalist, and uh, since I was a child, my passion was always to write and for journalism, of course, all my family fellows <laughs> said that I should be a journalist because I, I did the reports in terms of family, <laughs> weddings and everything that we had. So I began my career as a former journalist. I, did, uh, I had the opportunity to work in a radio station, also in a TV station. Uh, television was also something that I wanted to experience. And also, finally, I did uh, press. So I worked in a magazine, so it was also a good experience. I had the opportunity to work also as a copywriter in an advertising agency. And uh, after these opportunities, I had the opportunity to work for the big project, a world conference that we had here in Portugal, that it was the Expo 98. I was the person responsible for the PR in that project and uh, especially in, in a project that it was Expo Urb. And then someone um, appeared in my life that it, it was a trivia. I was selected to begin the agency in Portugal. A trivia is a Spanish group, and the owners of a trivia were looking for a person to set up the agency in Portugal. And I've been here for 24 years, at the moment, I began uh, uh, me and the computer some years ago. And at the moment, we have two offices in Portugal, in Lisbon and Oporto, and have almost uh, 50 persons uh, working for the Trivia in Portugal. The Trivia Group has almost 500 people. So we are divided between Spain, Portugal, Brussels, and different countries of Latin America. It's grown significantly since you first started... Um, so let's start with you, Yasna. I'm really curious to hear a little bit more about what you're hearing right now in the industry and what the trends are. Yeah, so I think you can imagine it's happening everywhere that after ChatGPT was introduced to us what in November last year, everybody's talking about AI. Obviously, we've had AI before and a lot of the things that we do, like, uh, you know, advertising and Google Maps and uh, uh, Netflix recommendations and things like that is, is powered by AI. But I think right now, everywhere, uh, what's happening is that everybody is talking about it. Everybody's using it. I think every event, live event that I've been to in the past three months, someone said, well, I use ChatGPT to, uh, you know, produce these questions for you or GPT help me or something like that. So what we see is obviously it's not just ChatGPT. I think it's great that this is happening in terms of that we're opening our eyes to the possibilities. Obviously, and uh, we're probably going to talk more, there are a lot of downsides to that. But what we see now also with my team and also with uh, colleagues from other agencies is that it's not just ChatGPT. What we're using is uh, like HubSpot. You mentioned that we're a platinum partner. We've been using ChatSpot now for two months because they created their own AI tool that's similar to ChatGPT, but um, it's sort of they have a web wrapper around that so that the content stays in that environment. Uh, we've been using Jasper. I really liked. I tried Jasper uh, for a week and it's really good in terms of creating content, creating, well, mostly for ideation, I would say, also for creating some of the uh, visuals. 
And I've seen that a lot of the times that it can help us is mostly for, well, ideation, as I already mentioned, but also for summarizing things. So I've been summarizing TED Talks, you know, like just uh, copying and pasting the, the transcript or meetings or even long emails from a certain client I won't mention. <laughs> um, so there are a lot of things that you can do that is really helpful. I don't like particularly to use it. I don't and we don't use it in Actuado to really write content with it. I think um, it's not safe to do so in terms of um, that uh, you can publish lies. So you always had to to check that. And also what we've been using is, especially for JetGPT, we've been using it because it's also in Slovenian. So as a small country, just a million people, you know, even Google Translate is not really good. You, you really know that the translation is from Google. I think in, you know, larger languages, um, this is probably much better as, as far as I tested. But for Slovenian and Slovenian agencies and Slovenian marketers, ChatGPT is really nice because you can ask it in Slovene and it can give you pretty good translations or answers uh, when you're using it. Wow. We've been playing with the um, various video functions in my workplace. And yeah, as you said, it, it's fun, but there are still a lot of limitations. What are you seeing, Anna? Well, in terms of uh, the PR world or communication world, the trends are more related with integrated communication. Of course, artificial intelligence is a big, big, big topic. And uh, it's related with everything that is related with big data. There is a big trend that all of us are, are using even more. But in terms of the communication or the integrated communication, what we are feeling is that communication is quite important in, in most of the companies. So it, it has a big value. It's something that some years ago, it was not the same. And at the moment, most of the companies are looking for internal comms. And uh, finally, we have that space and we have that budget, we have that meaning and that life in terms of and the plans, the communication plans, the internal communication plans have exposure in terms of the organizations. And we feel that because... Communication at the moment is solving problems inside the organizations and is solving big problems that the organization have. And for instance, of course, artificial intelligence together with integrated in the plans, the communication plans solve a lot of uh, situations uh, in terms of organization, but it's more a tactic that we can use as other, other tactics that we use and other models. But most of uh, the companies are also very focused on the purpose of the organization. This is something that is still uh, a topic and also very worried about generations and uh, how all the generations that they have inside their, their organization can be together and can have more fun and more work and can develop even more each other um, together in the organization. Because we have companies like, for instance, Siemens, it's one of the companies that I recently uh, had opportunity to meet and they have five generations in, inside the organization. So in terms of communication, this is a big challenge for them to communicate with all these, these generations. 
And um, we also see a lot of companies are worried about fake news, of course, and uh, what is the crisis news and uh, the recovery uh, plans are also in the top of the priorities of communication professionals and also companies and uh, management of the companies. Now, I'm, I'm really curious to hear because uh, there's a lot of talk about the content production and we've just touched on that briefly. Is there any concern within or outside of organisations that you've been speaking to about content overload? I know from an internal communications perspective that's already an issue but from both external and internal from your perspective and your client's perspective, is that something that's being discussed and in any tactics around managing that? I'm curious. Yes, definitely. And even the last um, HubSpot's uh, state of the marketing report, I believe that eight out of 10 content marketers said that they're going to produce even more content this year, which then, you know, sort of drives us back to AI because AI can help with that, but also we need to be much more focused on who we are targeting and what the perfect content at the right time is for them, how to deliver it and the right time and, you know, the right messaging. And here again, AI can help us with uh, segmentation, with prioritizing, with uh, producing a lot of different variations of the content. Like Anna, you mentioned the different generations. Obviously, I mean, my 17-year-old son, the, the way he texts, <laughs> the way I reply, it's like two different languages. We do understand each other, but it's definitely not the same. And with so many, with, with more uh, generations, I think that uh, becomes even more complex. So I actually see this as a positive thing in terms of using AI, that it can help us be more productive as consultants or as, as marketers or comms uh, professionals because we can produce quicker. But I think that the prompts and the, you know, the strategy behind it is still very much important that it's in our brains with all the experience that we have and all the, all the emotions that we can add to that, which obviously AI is, well, at least now it's not a <laughs> sentient being. Anna? Yes. I remember some years ago, there was a topic on uh, management board that it was how we can manage the knowledge inside of our organization. And at the moment, we have so many content, as you mentioned, it's really a challenge. And uh, speaking about, for instance, LinkedIn, LinkedIn has become not only an external uh, way to produce, uh, to pass content. At the moment, most of the companies are using LinkedIn internally. So it's a way to pass the information from the CEO to the employees. People feel proud if they see the, their CEO talking about the company or giving an interview and they share the content. So the limits between the internal and external are quite difficult to, to establish. So uh, for that reason, I can see every day most of the, the communication departments, uh, human resources, they are all together, uh, working together, most of the companies. Some years ago, I remember, we had uh, some workshops that we organized in terms of internal comms, and we asked in this workshop, 
where who should lead the communication? It's the human resources department or it's, it's the communication department? Actually, communication is everywhere. So it's everywhere inside the company. As it is, for instance, recently we had a conversation with the persons re responsible for security, cybersecurity, and they said, well, well, this is uh, security or cybersecurity is something that we all share this responsibility. It's not only a department. Every human being or every employee has to have an idea what they should do, what they should not do uh, regarding cybersecurity. So I think the barriers between internal and external and the channels are even uh, shorter at the moment. So everything touch in everything, <laughs> if we can say. And it's harder to keep content in the right place, particularly as we've seen with some case studies where staff have used various AI products for confidential information, which has unfortunately had quite negative impacts on the organisations. Do you have any concerns? Yes, but at the same time, Monique, it's a good thing, for instance, if companies have, uh, if they had to evade a way to see or to hear what is being said about them. There is a, a way to do it with social listening. There are tools with social listening that you can know exactly what is being projected. And uh, it's a good way to know what people say about you, what employees say about you. And I think we had never this opportunity to measure and to know exactly in what stage is a company? Uh, so at the moment, most of the companies and institutions have this way to measure and to know exactly where should they improve their communication or their channels. So it's a good, a good way. Mm -hmm. I agree. It's really good to measure. What I was talking about was confidential company information being put into the content generation tools yeah, being used more widely and that as being a vehicle for information getting out. You're talking about ageing. There is the, the name that we call to the new generation, how they think, how they feel, how they act towards others and they put it publicly every day. So in some way they should know how they could behave themselves in some way uh, if they are related with the company, of course. I think that a lot of people who are testing, for example, ChatGPT, don't really realize, and I've talked to some of them, and they're actually you know, marketing professionals, they don't really realize that whatever they put in it's in. So, you know, it's not just for them to get a reply from the ChatGPT. Uh, it's then the data that ChatGPT is using also for other answers. And uh, this is where situations can happen, which again brings us to the communication and to internally communicate how important it is, how to use it. And training on how to use AI is something that I see um, companies are inquiring more and more about it because they are also, or at least some of them are lost a little bit how to navigate this and how to use it. It's, it's easy to just test it, but you know what to tell the employees, how they can use it, how they can benefit, because there are a lot of things that they can benefit from, but also what they should be mindful of and not to get some secrets out. <laughs> I've seen all kinds of responses where some companies have completely banned it and others have yeah. 
um, allowed. But then again, as you said, Anna, the internal and the external, how hard is it to put like use something on your phone and then email it to your work email address? Are there any other concerns that you've come across from clients perhaps on the technology front? Well, from clients, not so much. Um, they're mostly interested in, you know, the benefits and the downsides of it. But like generally, the more you know, the more you explore. I'm sure you've seen uh, some of the researchers being quite scared about what can happen, not just in terms of communication, but in terms of, you know, generally having a smarter, I don't know how to even frame that. We are, as humans, are not as smart as the AI can be. And this is the scary part. I'm definitely pro-AI, but I'm also pro-governance. And I think yesterday um, I saw that Sam Altman, OpenAI CEO, was testifying in front of Senate. And even he said that, you know, it should be regulated. Some countries regulated it, like Italy doesn't allow use of ChatGPT. I think I read that today, this morning, that EU is also working on, I think it's AI Act, to be able to have some sort of regulation, um, how to ensure that the AI systems are overseen by people and that we mitigate that risk. Because this is the scary part that can happen. And for example, one of the, I think in one of the podcasts, I, I listened to Tristan Harris mentioning, and that's the guy from The Social Dilemma mentioning, that it's not impossible even right now for my son to call me and it's not my son. It's just the machine who called my son. He answered based on his mm -hmm. response, you know, the few words that he said, they're able to generate the sound that sounds like my son. And he's calling me to tell him, I don't know, the bank account number or something like that. And this is the, th this is the scary part. Yeah. It's three seconds to generate it. They need of your voice. I also read the French Data Protection Authority are working on some plans, action plans on AI as well at the moment. I think that came out this week. So it sounds like there are some governance and checks and balances and at least discussions going on at the moment, but obviously there are also a lot of concerns at the same time, enthusiasm about what is possible and what we can now do. Do you have any further areas that you'd like to delve into there? Yes, I think this topic that we have already mentioned, cybersecurity is also something terrifying, of course. Mm -hmm. it's The word is terrifying. All the companies are obviously worried about it and us as human beings are worried about this. And um, also topics like the opportunity to create a mobilization in favor or not in favor of something. It's something like very quick and all the companies are also having the opportunity to, to look at this. And uh, in Atrivia, we have created an area of mobilization, especially because of the, these possibilities. Facebook or Twitter, you can mobilize people and create um, something against the company. So this is an area that we are developing and uh, it's uh, an issue that companies are worried. 
regulatory affairs are still something that is still on the table and are very important because the laws change every day and you have new issues also. So the issues that you had that you normally mapped some years ago are no longer the same. So you really need to, to have that coverage. And um, the topic of talent, retention also, and uh, attraction of talent. Mm -hmm. Yesterday, I was with a technology company having a conversation, and they said that they hired people from India here in Portugal because there are not no engineers at market. So they had to, to hire people in India to work here. And uh, this is a, an opportunity also for cultures and to exchange, but at the same time, it brings some issues also for companies because it's not so easy to hire a person from Europe than a person from other country outside the country. And also the, the employer journey is in the top of the priorities because uh, uh, some years ago, I still remember, I gave a conference that I, I talk about to please come please stay, and then sometimes we had the please go. And that at the moment we have so many, it's so short, the employer journey, people stay in very short time in organization. So uh, there is the, the retention of people. It's, it's really something that is very important. And communication is being called also to do very important projects in, in that area. Mm -hmm. I've already mentioned the fake news and the fake news are also something that we should live with in the next few years. Um, if you don't mind, I'd like to delve into the mobilisation a little more. I was just in a conversation last night and someone was telling me that they had studied outrage management. So actually understanding the whole process of a group of people being outraged at a particular topic, whether it's a new freeway or highway being put through their city or a new dam or, or whatever it is. Is that the same kind of thing? Yeah, it's more or less that. And uh, I can tell you that when we began this area, we hired a person that it was an, a non-profit organization and it was related, understood quite well the way people think when they create, for instance, a strike or something. So uh, we had to understand the behavior that is behind these mobilization movements but with the help of someone that was also used to create this kind of movements. So um, there is a lot of strategy, a lot of research uh, behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. And uh, what we feel is that when we launched uh, this area, we really felt that it was the moment, the correct moment, because uh, companies are aware of this, uh, this need, this need uh, for their strategies. Is it to block the outrage, so to speak, or to diminish it or... Diminish it. Diminish it. If we can, we can block. <laughs> but uh, let's diffuse. think about Maybe diminish. diffuse is a nicer word. Yes. Sometimes we just, it's like a crisis. When you have a, a crisis or a, when you think about a, the possible crisis that can happen to the organisation, 
you always have the opportunity to stop a crisis or a possible crisis when the journalist calls you and said, oh, I have this information. Well, 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 this is not the correct information. <laughs> the correct information is this one. So with the mobilization, we also have that opportunity to, to confront and to, to present arguments and to present the correct information to the persons that are in front of us. So this is, uh, and to know, the, the secret of communication, it's always to know the people in advance and to identify, again, as I mentioned, social listening. If you listen, if you identify, if you map, before something happens, you will stop something uh, bigger to affect you. Uh, if not, of course, you will be in the wave of, of answering that. And of course, Yasna, the technology just fuels, like the speed of the technology and AI can fuel the outrage. And I can see you nodding to our audience, for our listeners. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, definitely. Uh, because I'm thinking about the elections and you know what happened the last time in the States with the Cambridge Analytica and now... We have AI and, you know, the, um, I read somewhere or heard somewhere, I don't even know anymore that these are the last, so the next year, the 2024, will be the last human elections in the U.S. And even now, I think um, AI will help or I'm not sure if help is the right word, but it will be involved immensely in, in the outcome. So it's, you know, some of the researchers have compared AI to nukes. And I think it's a topic that a lot of us, even if we are not in this space, like a researcher, that we should familiarize with with the topic much more than we do right now and to and to follow what the progress is on the governmental field, what kind of governance is taking place and what can happen. And then it ties back to what uh, Anna was also saying with the cybersecurity and things like that. And for any of our listeners sitting here feeling slightly overwhelmed by how fast the technology is moving, where where would you advise a communications professional to start? You can't read everything at once. We've already worked that out. <laughs> exactly. No, so what, what, where would you? What I would do is I would familiarize myself with some of the tools and really play with it, even if you're not, not going to use it, because then you really see what's even possible. And if you start with, you know, ChatGPT or uh, HubSpot's uh, ChatSpot, or Jasper, these would be, or Dali uh, for creation of visuals, I think those would be quite okay for, for a start. And in terms of following the topic, I'm trying to think how I follow the topic. I think I just follow people who know a lot about AI and I have them on Twitter, on LinkedIn, and that's how I mostly uh, mo mostly get the news. And one of the people who is really, I think, knows about AI the most that I know is Robert Scoble. He used to work at Microsoft. He was a blogger and uh, on his Twitter account, and I don't use Twitter a lot anymore, but I do follow him and I do follow what he is um, reporting on AI technology because he's really, re really updated with all the new things. So in addition to following you and connecting with you on LinkedIn, Paul Robert's <laughs> going to have a swarm of um, our listeners connecting and um, following him as well. <laughs> Anna, did you did you have any advice? 
Yes, one of my colleagues, we have an area dedicated to technology and we have a call every month with my, my colleague that is leading this area in the group. Uh, there is Angel, and Angel, um, in a recent call that we had, uh, he said, please go ahead, please try it, at least as it was already mentioned, uh, because you will find something that you will find is that uh, there is some work that you're already doing, at least with uh, ChatGPT, that uh, you can afford time, <laughs> at least in terms of research, and uh, ChatGPT can do it for you. So it's a good advice that he gave us, a motivating advice. In terms of communication, integrated communication, there is my, my job every day. My advice, it will be for communication professionals and also for leaders in, in organizations, is to, to try to see, to listen, and to communicate. These three things are very important and uh, actually because we live in a hybrid model. Uh, most of the companies, we have some, some companies are still and institutions, they are still having their employees going every day to work. But most of the companies are in this hybrid model. So it's quite important to, to see the people and to look at them. <laughs> to listen and then to communicate. It's crucial for the, the good success of uh, communication initiatives. And also uh, to try to fight against the, the disinformation and the uncertainty that we have every day. You know that we, we are in the moment, in a, a generation and in the moment we have a war in Europe. Our kids are going up every day seeing that images. So, and there is a lot of information that is going on. So also companies and the society has also to inform and also to fight against any kind of disinformation that will affect people and create trust. All of us in terms of society and in companies, we end of the day, we need to create trust in people. So this is my, my advice to, to see, to listen, to communicate and create create trust. I think trust is going to be the greatest commodity going forward. Um, attention is at the moment, but trust, I think, is going to pull out to first place very, very shortly. Yes. Thank you so much, Yasna and Anna. It's just been incredible speaking with you, speaking across Europe in one, one moment. And thank you to our listeners as well for your attention and your trust. Thank you, Monique. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Monique. And please come to, to Portugal, to Lisbon and visit us. <laughs> and both of you to Ljubljana, Slovenia. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. <laughs>